Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Wow, what an opening. <laughs> Sometimes I, you know, change it up a little bit. You drug that out a little bit. I don't know if yeah. we're all that excited. <laughs> <laughs> trying to start the show uh, off the right foot here. But yeah, it's episode nine, season two. Uh, what have you been into this week? You know, dude, just just working. Yeah. I got the most antisocial like, work schedule now where I close every night I'm at work and I go in at one. Mm-hmm. And I have off like Tuesday and Thursdays. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you want to do something? Uh, you know what? I can't. And since we have kids, we're not doing it at 9 o'clock in the evening. Right. So <laughs> I used to. It used to be a double-edged sword. I used to have every Sunday off and uh, one day off during the week, so either a Tuesday or Wednesday. And there's a part of me that kind of misses it because you miss that day during the week where it, you just, you're by yourself. And if you need to do something like run an errand or go to some office or bank or something, like, you know, they're going to be open so you can kind of handle things or just sit around and play video games, you know, during the, having a day off during the week is nice. Um, but you do miss it come Saturday, like come Saturday morning when I had to, you know, trudge off to work. It sucked. <laughs> well, the weekends don't really bother me so much. I mean, right now with the, you know, the thing light longer. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm off. I'm off at eight. I mean, it, if we're working at a grocery store, it could be a lot worse. Closing oh, yeah. could be 10, 11 o'clock. Eight o'clock is not hateful. It's just I wish the two days were together. So if it was like Wednesday, Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. having that like middle day is just so weird. Yeah. I mean, being there as much as I am, and it's seen that it's on uh, the military base over at Wright-Patterson. I'm not sure if anyone that's listening is familiar. I've got a customer that comes in that is a regular. I've seen her in there multiple times. And I just, just start talking to her. Actually, the, the way this has started was we always have to scan an ID before we can do anything. You got you have to have privileges to shop at the commissary. Oh, yeah. And she handed it to her son, and she said, here, Zach. And I caught it. And everyone mm-hmm. knows by now that I've got a son named Zach. Right. So I was like, hey, Zach, how, how do you spell how do you spell Zach? Do you spell it with a K or an H? And he's like, uh, his mom was like, well, how do you spell it? She was like, with an H? I was like, oh, I got a Zach with an H. <laughs> and we, we start going back and forth and talking. Me and her, his mom start talking a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, we get into a knock-knock uh, joke back and forth between the two of them. And it was between me and him. Yeah. And it, it was the funnest thing. It just, do you remember what it was? Uh, he told me one, and I, for the life of me, I really oh. <laughs> okay, let me see. Knock knock. Who's there? What you doing? What you doing? Who? What you doing when doing this? When you should be writing another knock knock joke. Or I, ah, probably, I probably butchered it, but it was that. So I hit him with this one here. It's one I I never forget. I was like knock knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? There's no reason to cry about it. Uh, yeah. You know, a classic dad one. He, 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 I don't think he ever heard it before, but yeah. I even dropped the uh, the Captain Hook one on him. I, was, I looked at his mind and said, does he know who Captain Hook is yet? See, he he's six. And yeah, but mom, like kids probably don't even know Peter Pan characters yeah. these days. His mom thought it was hilarious. Sure. But uh, it, was, it was one of those, you know, while I'm checking them out back and forth, and we went on for about five minutes or so, and she actually left with the, the show name or Dad in the Rock show. Great. And everything. So she was like, her and her husband are always looking for new shows to listen to. Yeah. So uh, just being able to you know, spread the word a little bit just with some. Spread the good word. <laughs> yeah. We're spreading the word now. We're not spreading anything else. Oh, well, good. Well, there was a real embarrassing thing about it as well. No, I'll out myself. Why not? Sure. She asked, how do you spell it? I botched a spelling of our show four times to the point. I pulled my phone out and looked at it. Oh, yeah. my God, Chris. It was that bad. Oh, man. 
If I'll, there's I, no hope then, there's no hope for the general public if the host of the show can't even spell the damn I show. spelled it, and then I was like, I was like, that doesn't, no. What? So I, I pulled my phone out. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. I looked down, I was like, okay, that, that's it right there. Yeah, that enough rock. <laughs> oh, man. She, well, she yeah, put you on the spot. Oh. She put you on the spot. You were flustered. You're like, oh, my gosh, how do you spell it? You were trying to think of the logo in your head. Yeah. I'll try to give myself a little bit of leeway. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty bad, but <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, I mean that's good. Uh, it's always fun having those nice interactions at work. It kind of breaks up the day and keeps you going. It gets you to that uh, that end spot. Gets you to the uh, last part of the day. Uh, so we have you know John and we have friends over in the basement search podcast. Yes, and he says he's been getting these calls nonstop about car warranties. Right. So I've been getting hounded. By the same number over and over and over again. And I had it. Well, I answered it once. I said what it was. I just hung up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just did the, the typical, you know, is this so-and-so? I was like, click. I'm done. But they called me once this past time. And he said, is this so-and-so? I was like, yeah, it is. And it's like, well, I said, uh, can I ask who's calling? He's like, oh, well, this is the idea. I'm going to call car warranty. Right. Trying to save you money. So we well, you know what? Let me try to save you some money. Who do you have for your TV service? <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry. I'm saying, yeah, I, I work for Spectrum. Uh-huh. And if you have one of our competitors, I bet you I can beat out their price. Threw the dude completely off. <laughs> we went on for like about eight minutes. Like I was rebuttaling him back. Yeah, yeah. And eventually I was like, is this a, uh, a work phone? He's like, yeah, it is. Thank you for calling Spectrum. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Janessa was in the kitchen. And she's like, I cannot believe you just did that. I said, well, if you come to my door selling me something. Yeah. Back definitely when I worked for the company. Right. You're going to be in a back and forth. So I'm not going to let you sell me something without me selling you something in return. <laughs> right. And it was, dude, I got such enjoyment out of it because hearing the befuddlement in his voice. He needed not to knowing, just let go of you right away. I don't know why you hung on for that long. He, 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 was, he was fighting for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make you fight. Let's go. And it was, man, back You were just forth. completely wasting his time. I mean, they waste everybody's time, so whatever. But he should have been uh, – he was probably just happy that anybody was talking to him and he wasn't getting hung up on. <laughs> yeah, he or he wasn't getting yelled at because it was dinner time. Right. Like, yeah, you know what? I, get, I mean, we sell this great service. You bundle all together and you can get a cell phone too now. Oh, man, I, I, went, I went all the way into it. Absolutely no, you know, authority to sell anything anymore. <laughs> That's so strange because um, I I feel like I never get a live person with those calls. It's always this pre-recorded thing saying we've been trying to reach you about your car warranty, and then it has you like prompts you to like hit one or two or whatever. Um, but I've never had it where it's a live person straight where up. You answer it, and there's dead air until you say hello, mm. and then they come on. They're the ones I get. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's let's play a little bit. Yeah, that's always fun. And yeah, I had a good, I had a good time. I, I I basically hinted that on uh on Twitter. I even tagged John about because I know he got a lot of them. So I was like, you know what? I think you can get a kick out of this story. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the Basement Search podcast, John and Frank, I did a little guest spot last night. I called into their show, their Basement Hotline. They were discussing the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And uh, we talked a little shop about that. So uh, it was a lot of fun. If you guys haven't checked out the Basement Search podcast, uh, go over to their website, thebasementsearch.com, and check out all of their stuff. Yeah, that's, that's always fun, talking comic books and geeky stuff with them. 
we really haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. No, not on our show. We've been busy with this villains thing and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, we just haven't had time. You and I have both seen it, though. I mean, honestly, I mean, this show is probably packed already. But I mean, by the time we get a chance, maybe we talk about it on the show. It's going to be so far behind us. I know. We, we got quite a lineup. <laughs> we do. Well, there's a lot going on right now. Like I, we said earlier in the month, they were really saving a lot of the stuff towards the latter half of March for some yeah, reason. Well, we just we just talked about it. The Mighty Duck show is, is snuck up on us. That starts tomorrow. Coming tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, is it? Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, Kong, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong is out. Wednesday. And dude, me, Zach, and Skylar, we watched King of the Monsters today for the very first time. Oh, yeah. And I have never been so pumped up. Like, I was already, like, pumped yeah. to see Godzilla vs. Kong. This movie here was like a primer in the engine for me. They, they were just <laughs> squirting, like, ether into my engine, ready to go. I was so geeked up after watching this movie. Like, I'm ready to go. I, I was watching the credits with the pause button in my hand because they were referencing seismic activity happening on Kong uh, on Skull Island. Oh, cool. They were already kind of like setting it up. Yeah. Because Kong was really nowhere to be found in this movie outside of some like from clips and TV things from like prior things that have happened. Right. Like of all these other kaiju that woke up, he's the only one that was not referenced at all. No kidding. So I was like, are we going to get any sighting at all? Are we going to get a post-credit you know, blip or something of him in it? And they did what I think they were they were working at doing. If you're paying attention to the actual credits, mm-hmm. they were priming you that way, not with an actual clip of seeing him in any right. manner. And yeah. yes, Skylar was like, she was on the couch. She jumped up, went in front of the TV on her knees, just kind of looking up at it. Uh, Zach was like, he was naming all of the monsters. Yeah. And then when they hit the music started playing, he started freaking out. I can't exaggerate like how excited I am for Thursday. Thursday at four o'clock. I, my butt will be in the theater for the first time <laughs> since uh since Sonic the Hedgehog. To see a new movie since Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog. Golly, it's been so long. Last February, so a uh, year and a month. Ugh. Dude, you gotta find a way to get you gotta go see it. We got we have to have a live show talking about it. That's what we got to do. You got to find some way to sneak out of your basement without your wife seeing you do it and find a theater. Because Regal's opening. Our, Regal is opening. I don't know if you've seen this. Regal's opening on, I want to say Monday. Yeah. They're getting the movie two days earlier. And oh. they struck it because they struck a deal with Warner Brothers to be their first movie back and being open. Now, at limited capacity, but they've been closed. Right. Just, just like AMC has been. Yeah. For, you know, they don't, they don't want to even try to stay open. Right. Which I think may have been a mistake, honestly. But, yeah, they struck a deal, so they're going to get the movie two days earlier than actual, say, Cinemark will. Oh, that's uh, – see, I don't know if I have Regals around here. I know they're, they were like Cinemark. It's so hard to tell because they kind of switch brands and stuff. I got AMCs and Cinemarks around here, so I don't know if I have any Regals. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, I've got a Cinemark and I got I got Regal. They're the two really in my area. Well, either way, I'm definitely going to see it uh, this upcoming week. We'll – We'll have to have a show where we do discuss that. We may not get to Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. I mean, just you know, we're here. Why not? Just, just real short and sweet. How'd you, how'd you like the uh, Zack Snyder four-hour cut Justice League? I, I felt the time. I'll be yeah. honest. I, I honestly, I felt the four hours. Yeah. But the movie was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought it was so much better than the original one. I felt like they gave us the human side of Cyborg. Oh yeah. 
which was amazing. Seeing him do what he did for that one lady after seeing her struggles and the you know the ATM thing. Right. How about the whole story with his dad? They gave him that whole backstory with comp- you know him being conflicted about his dad and then fixing the uh, audio uh, tape recorder at the end so he can actually listen to yeah. his dad's w- wisdom. Uh, that was a nice character arc for him. I really hope uh, Rape and like Hamada fix that relationship. I, I yeah, he, yeah. To me, he's cyborg now. He really is. He was really good. And, and he was probably mad that he was pretty much almost cut out entirely yeah. of the theatrical cut. I mean, he was just he was there, but they didn't give him anything to do. And this, uh, I mean, this shows just how much was shot for his story, and it was all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also loved how they didn't make uh, Barry Allen Flash a, a bumbling, clumsy, just like joke. A total goofball. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he was, still had his one trip moment, right. but it wasn't like he he felt competent. Right. It wasn't like he was just an afterthought. There were things in it that he actually had to do that was very vital to the you know the whole storyline itself. Yeah. So I mean, I think that was the biggest change. Those two characters. The other three. I mean, yeah, your your Wonder Woman, Super Superman. They did him right this time. I'm not okay. I'll, everyone knows down with Superman. You know, fly Batman. You're not a Superman guy. I loved him in this movie. Wow. I loved that. Every, I loved all the changes they made. Yeah. I loved how when he died, his echoing of his voice yeah. opened, actually awoken the mother boxes. Right. I liked how when they brought him back, he wasn't on a I remember you only as in Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, obviously, when he seen him, there was a, rec- you know, they recognized each other. He knew something was up. Yeah. But it wasn't like he didn't like recognize anybody else, but the only one that brought. You know, any type of memory back was just Batman. Right. I mean, I, I love that. I love the black suit I thought was amazing. Yeah. Uh, when he swiped in and saved Cyborg from the axe from Steppenwolf. Yeah, that axe came down on his shoulder, and he was showing off, man. He was just like, bink. Yeah. <laughs> he was so powerful. He, he didn't try to dodge it. He didn't try to knock, you know, Cyborg out of the way. He just yeah. took it and was like, bitch, please. He, he literally said, <laughs> he literally said, not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, I was pleased that they waited so long to bring him into it. Yes, because I feel like if they brought him in earlier, it would have been too much. Mm-hmm. They brought him in at the perfect time where it felt like it wasn't forced. Right, you got all the story from everyone else that you needed, and then he came in, and then he was kind of the crescendo of everything. I loved. Uh, look, it was four hours long. I, you're sitting there in one sitting, all six parts. You just you end up feeling it. I don't care, you know. But at the same time, it felt like I was binge watching a show on Netflix that I was really into, or something like that. Like I felt the length of it, but I, it also was fun. Like I was enthralled by what I was watching. I think all the fleshed out character stuff really worked. They made Barry and Cyborg feel as important as the other three, mm-hmm. which. You know, which was a tough gig to follow. I mean, you got Aquaman, who had his own movie after the fact, so they gave him a lot. You had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, of course, which, you know, they're always top tier. (laughs) That's who people know out of the DC universe. Um, So uh, Barry and and Cyborg were kind of afterthoughts in the theatrical cut. Plus, they cut a lot of goofy stuff out. They they made the uh, climax better, the last fight. Um, yeah, I I was a big fan. I wish they would have released this version and maybe two part parts in the theater yeah, back. I, I was going to ask you that. What, did HBO have a misstep with this? Did they miss the opportunity to hold the audience a little bit longer by releasing it in two, like part one and a part two? 
Yeah. Or even like release the first part on HBO Max and release part two in the theaters just as like to coax people. Like, Try to get them to back, back in there. In the theaters. I think theaters would have enjoyed that quite a bit. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. It's a really freaky occurrence how this all led up to begin with. We don't normally get four hour director's cuts where they pretty much change the entire movie. Yeah. I mean, it really is like watching a totally different movie. Yeah, Um, I mean, I liked how they made the Amazons actually seem competent. Yeah. The first one, I felt like they were just kind of like flies on a wall. And Steppenwolf and his his flying, you know, bugs or whatever you call them. I'm not sure what they are. Well, they made Steppenwolf more of a character and they made him more... you should like fear him. Like he was, he was legit scary. Like uh, you know, he came down and uh, he didn't. Well, that play. was my big problem with it. I remember when I said that. I felt like the DC bad guys were afterthoughts. They were just right. there, and then there once once the main thing happened, there was just no no resistance. And this one yeah. here, I felt like he gave a lot of resistance, and the only one that really stopped him was Superman. Right. And then yeah. once he once he was beaten to a pulp, when he was you know falling backwards, and Wonder Woman you know chopped his head off. And Darkseid <laughs> just stepped on it, which yeah. was a nice little ending, knowing that he won't return. But, I mean, I think they, they gave us too much dead weight at the end of the movie. Yeah, the epilogue and stuff. I mean, especially the, for the fact that Warner Brothers is pretty clear that they're not following up on Zack yeah. Snyder's stuff. I mean, we already see they're, they're filming The Batman, and there's going to be a Flash movie that has uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. So they're just branching off in a different direction. I don't know if we'll ever get some satisfying conclusion with all this Jared Leto Joker and um, apocalyptic view with, with Batfleck and stuff, and Martian Manhunter yeah, Martian and, Manhunter, and yeah. all that stuff. I don't know if we're going back to that so you know in a way i love the movie but in another way i was kind of disappointed because i was like man i really like this stuff but i don't think we're going to see any more of it <laughs> yeah i mean they could have cut 30 minutes out of it easily all the yeah. you know the end stuff and made it at three and a half three and a half as weird as it sounds sounds better than four four hours isn't that funny yeah three and a half is like hey well that's a lord of the rings or something you know yeah. that's like an epic but when you get to a four hours you're like oh man i'm gonna need a break in between <laughs> i did i paused it at the, the two hour mark went in the kitchen got something to drink went to the bathroom came back yeah in. janessa was like man what are you still watching that i was like yeah i started it at 10 i mean i'm, I'm good till about 2 2 30 <laughs> yeah uh sounds like me and chris really enjoyed it it's on hbo max if you guys haven't checked it out yet um but yeah i mean speaking of dc villains we're going to be talking about them here uh shortly because we are continuing our journey here discussing villains and uh how'd last week go how'd our polls well out? last week we came out and and for this we did star wars and then you picked emperor palpatine i picked mm-hmm. darth maul as much as i wanted to pick thrawn yeah i picked well i had somebody in our twitter feed Respond, I should have went with Thrawn. Somebody actually said I should have. Yeah. My, my well, response guy. back. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I was, that was my response back. My response back was, I feel like, well, well we, we kind of both did. Would enough people know who he is right? for me not to throw this little thing we got going? <laughs> yeah. But uh, And then I put other because there's so many that other, you know, that could have been there. Darth Vader, for instance. So Emperor Palpatine came back with 41.9%. Darth Maul. The badass came back with forty eight point eight percent. So I, Darth Maul won this one here, and then we got another which with nine percent, which was a Darth Vader right in. Which I even responded back to him, said, "Dude, you're not wrong by picking Vader. It's just we had to narrow it down. If you were going to pick Palpatine, I couldn't pick Vader. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it just would feel, you know, 
master and apprentice type of shit. <laughs> sure, yeah. Which I mean, Maul was his apprentice, but I get what you're saying. Like it was. Yeah, I think uh, there was enough. I think there was more story with Maul separate from Palpatine. No, there's a ton more. Sure, separate from Palpatine than there was with Palpatine. Yeah. So I mean, that was close, man. Forty-eight to to basically forty-two percent. They were both in the forties range. I mean, that's like an election. I mean, that, that was pretty close. Yeah, that was good. And yeah. then uh, I botched our Disney one. Uh, I put the poll up for too short of a time. I put yeah. the other one up for like four days. This one here, I think it may have been up for only 24 hours, which I was like, oh, once I noticed it. And once it's up, there's no editing on yeah. Twitter. So once it's posted, it's posted. I was like, I'll leave it be. But uh, we had Scar, who you picked. Right. And I picked Jafar. And because of the short period of time, we only got 10 votes on it. And Scar won 60-40. Hey, win to win. I'm taking yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, 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 I, and I, I, was, I talked to Janessa about this. I was like, what, what, which one would you pick? Yeah. Which is the... The better bad guy. And she starts talking. I'm like, oh, and she's like, Scar. She, she was going with Scar. She went Scar. Right. But I was like, I, we were, then I basically broke down the cri- criteria for us, well, how we were doing it. So, okay, mm-hmm. which one was successful? Which one did this and that? And she's like, well, I wasn't thinking that deep into it. I said, well, if you're a good bad guy, you had to succeed in some manner. Right. Which both of them do. One yeah. becomes, you know, a genie, winds up in you know, Cave of Wonders, and, you know, Scar, you know, taken out by his henchmen at the end of the movie. Right. So it was just fun, just a fun little exercise between me and her. Yeah. Those are the results from our discussion last week. Uh, Darth Maul took it on the Star Wars side and Scar took it on the uh, Disney villain and side. The, but at the end, when we're done with all these, we're going to have them all together. So we're going to put all five of them up together. So yes. we've got DC and Marvel tonight. And then next week, what we're going to do is we're going to do an overall like anyone that's not really connected to like a big franchise, like a Marvel, a Disney, uh, bad guys. And we're going to put them in there. Who wins that one? So and we're going to see what you guys think overall. Nice. So why not? Let's just get into it. I mean, speaking of DC, uh, we're talking a lot of DC tonight. We're just going to start with them. So top villains with the uh, DC comics, not necessarily folks that we've seen um, in the movies, but it looks like in this list we have, especially with the uh, new cut of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We've, we've seen Darkseid. He wasn't in there before. But uh, yeah, who who are some on your list? I gotta I, I gotta start with the Batman rogues gallery, man, because to me, that was classic DC villains, the ones that I were really introduced to between, uh, even before I got into comics, it was Batman the Animated Series, just like, uh, you know, his classics, his rogues gallery, the Joker, Poison Ivy, Penguin, mm-hmm. Two-Face. I mean, Batman's got the best rogues gallery, hands down. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I like the Riddler. The yes. Riddler, the Riddler for me, the Riddler and uh, Scarecrow, I think, are my two favorite. Because, I mean, Scarecrow is just creepy, and he does a whole, like, he blows things in your face, makes you hallucinate, and that whole deal. Yeah. And then the Joker is just someone who really just went out of his mind. And I mean, he just yeah. does his own thing. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's, that's kind of the theme, at, you know, in Batman. I mean, they're all kind of one flew off the cuckoo's nest. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the one I didn't put in there was the Riddler. And knowing that we're going to get more Riddler in the new um, The Batman. Yeah, Matt Reeves' <laughs> uh, Batman with Robert Pattinson. I'm pumped that we're going to actually see a scary version of the Riddler. That's yeah. cool. Not a goofy, you know, I, I, looking back, I don't mind that Riddler. I think it was, no. it, was, it was just fun. I mean, that that was the whole that whole time frame with those movies were, were always just kind of quirky. And yeah. it fit what they were doing. 
Yeah, especially Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, they were high camp. I mean, Batman and Robin was a little too far gone for a lot of people, but Batman Forever really kind of hit that sweet spot of being some, like a kind of an in-between Tim Burton's universe and sort of the throwback to the 1960s Batman. But yeah, and that old 60s show, like Riddler was was fun and making jokes and, and all kinds of goofy riddles and like loving that he what he was doing that whole time. So uh, Jim Carrey kind of tapped into that, I think. Yeah, I, in the comics you know riddler is taken on different forms where he's a little more menacing a little scarier uh almost how you would think of uh like the movie seven just like a serial killer leaving clues behind that kind of thing where you can really get dark with it um so uh we'll see uh what happens when eventually we get movies again and we yeah. can uh, watch a new batman movie but yeah i mean you got to start with the the batman rogues gallery that i think mean, you mentioned the joker the joker even goes beyond Batman, I think. I think Joker is just kind of an iconic. He's kind of transcended everything, really. Yeah, I mean, you go and you see like T-shirts with just the Joker and bumper stickers and you know fan art with Harley and Joker and um, Joker kind of goes beyond the comics and the and the almost the DC universe as a whole. He's almost like an an icon for being anarchist, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There was a dark um, a dark horse. I didn't put in there because I didn't quite know if I should categorize him as a villain because I'm not sure he really is. Who's that? The Sandman. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's DC Comics. I think he's technically maybe like he's, an anti-hero yeah, kind of Yeah, he's kind deal. of a Loki almost. Yeah. Because, I mean, he does his own thing, but then he has, like, his own, you know, crew that escapes and goes out. And, they, and right. they, they're not. I mean, there's nothing good about them. I mean, you have Constantine, who is, uh, man, terrifying in the comic. <laughs> I mean, no better way of putting it is yeah. terrifying. So. I mean, he was one that I am a huge fan of now. I can't wait for, I think it's Netflix's adaptation uh-huh. in the TV show. I haven't heard much of it since, you know, the coronavirus thing happened. But I think a lot of things shut down for that reason. So I'm hoping it didn't lose any steam because I am I'm waiting in anticipation for more news from that one. Absolutely. Moving on here from the Batman's rogues gallery, I think it's only fitting to talk about Superman. Superman's got some good villains, too. I mean, he's got uh, kind of the goofier ones like Mr. Mitzelplix or whatever. He's got... Uh, I can't say it. The only, only the most hardcore comic book fans can say that name properly. But it's like this little uh, nymph wizard guy that always bugs Superman. In the comics, Superman couldn't defeat anything that was magic or considered magical. So some villains really, um, you know, they could enchant some sword or something and it would hurt Superman, that kind of thing. But anyway, the, getting into Superman lore is all over the place. There's Bizarro, which is kind of like the zombie-looking version of uh, Superman, where he says, you know, me and Bizarro, me and Superman, and he goes and like he's weird because he like goes and tries to be Superman, but he's he doesn't know what he's doing. So like he'll bump into a building and crash it down or, and hurt people. <laughs> so Superman has to like you know put him down kind of thing. There's one you got on here which was iconic for when you and I were kids is Doomsday. Yeah, he's the my death yeah, of I mean, Superman. Yeah, I mean I I think that storyline is probably one of the most important storylines to Superman in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean the death of Superman and then the rebirth and. We got we got some of that here in you know the most recent you know the Zack Snyder cut, but we didn't. I mean, he I think he came back in the comics as like five different versions of himself at one point. Yeah, during the Rebirth storyline. Yeah, um, after it was Hank Henshaw and Superboy and Steel. Yeah, there were like different versions of Superman, but none of them were like the real one. The real deal was uh, in a coma somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Doomsday, so the thing about Doomsday is that he was, I think he's got, like, Kryptonian origins, and he was kind of made in a lab, 
Um, but the thing about him is that he never gets defeated the same way twice. So every time that you punch him or use a tactic against him or do something against him, if he survives it, then he learns from it and you can't use that tactic again. <laughs> That's why it, he was so strong against um, Superman because he would he was able to match Superman's strength pound for pound, basically. And, and every ounce of strength that Superman was able to muster, Doomsday was able to counter it and take it and absorb it and unleash it back on a Superman. So when you get that epic comic book and, and at the end of it, they're, I mean, they're both dead. You know, it's the death of Superman, but he, he gets Doomsday and he saves Metropolis doing that. And it's just him. And the lead up is incredible because Doomsday, he just kind of bursts out of the ground and he's making this path. He's just like wa literally walking towards <laughs> Metropolis and all these different heroes like the Teen Titans and all these like the Green Lantern. Like they, they try to stop Doomsday. They can't do it. They can't even come close. So that's when the big boy flies down. You know, yeah. I don't know who you are walking into my city, but I'm going to take you down. And that's when it just becomes this epic fight that goes through the city and all those iconic shots of like Lois cradling Superman's bloody body and the uh, his Superman's torn cape flying like a flag in the wind. That stuff was just like, that was all over the place when we were kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a friend prior to you, I mean, like I was smaller yeah. and I remember him having all of them, like the one that led to that, then all the rebirth. And I was like, yeah. At that point, I was like, well, you know, I was all sports and everything, so I wasn't quite into it. Right. And then, I mean, Superman still didn't do anything for me, and quite frankly, it still <laughs> doesn't do a lot for me. But this movie that we just watched has me really wanting to go back and watch Man of Steel. Yeah. It really has me wanting to go back and watch it, just because, I mean, how well I felt like Superman was done this time around. If it was done this well, I would probably be a bigger Superman fan. So have you seen Man of Steel? I don't think I have. Honestly, I, I I don't remember if I ever did. There's a chance you might like it then. There's a chance that you might like because it, it's the same it's the same kind of tone. Henry Cavill's great in the role, and they have an awesome villain in General Zod. He's in the movie who you you have on the list here. So yeah. General Zod is um, he's a Kryptonian. He was basically uh, this you know really uh, brilliant tactician on Krypton um, who was basically against Jor-El. Um, uh, you know, Kal-El, Superman's dad, who was the one to kind of like poo-poo the whole idea of the planet being, you know, on the brink of destruction. And uh, he got sentenced. He got put away in, in, into the Forbidden Zone in this little, um, you know, pocket universe, him and his henchmen. And that's how they ended up surviving Krypton blowing up. And they, they make their way to Earth. But now you've got three superpowered Kryptonians who are, you know, they know more about their Kryptonian heritage than Clark does. Uh, so they're able to really kind of take it to Superman in a big, bad way. He, he's been played by Terrence Stamp in the original 70s movies. Uh, he was played by Michael, Michael Shannon to really great effect. I don't know if the, you know the actor Michael Shannon, but w once you see his face, you'll know him like, oh, I know that guy. And he's scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was scary, a man of steel. And um, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil anything because I think you should watch it. But yeah, he, he pushes Superman to the brink. There's a scene towards the end of that movie where he makes Superman do something that he, you don't usually think of Superman doing. Uh, but General Zod is an excellent, excellent villain. Well, I find myself enjoying DC more than I have in the past. I mean, over this whole like past year, I mean, I, I kind of caught up on a lot of the, the big movies, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of where they're going, with, definitely with uh, Aquaman. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm always going to be a down for a Batman movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, 
<laughs> I I don't know if I can get into the Suicide Squad or not, but uh, I may. We're going to say to be uh, to be determined with those. Ones. You're right. I can say definitely skip that first one they put out, but this new one with James Gunn directing it might be worth a watch. So okay, so if you had to narrow it down, what criteria are we are we going to use the same criteria as we used in the prior one? Successful? Did they did they follow through with what they were looking to do? Type thing like with Scar, you know, he killed his brother. He ruled the Pride Lands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, type thing. It's a little different with comic book universes, I think, because um, our selection is kind of finite. Like Star Wars, you know, there's video games, there's comic books, there's movies, there's cartoons. But it's all kind of one overarching story, you know, that's all connected. So these characters, you know, the, the, the character of Darth Maul that was in The Phantom Menace, he's technically the same one that's in The Clone Wars and beyond, right? Yeah. Um, same thing with the Disney movies. I mean, they are even more finite where they're like in a 90-minute animated feature and that's all we get. These, however, we're talking about DC and Marvel. They have 75 years plus of comic book history and then all the movies that they've been in, just different mediums that they've appeared in. Um, so I think it's a little I, I, I'm just going to go off of who kind of makes the most trouble within that particular universe. And I got to go with the, the big baddie that we haven't talked about yet. But he's not only a villain for Superman. He's Superman's arch villain. He's a villain for the Justice League as a whole. Like usually he's the guy that uh, pretty much formed the Legion of Doom. He's the guy that always outsmarts. And he's just like, he's just a guy. It's Lex Luthor who's who I'm yeah, talking about. I, I knew you're going there. Yeah, I'm feeling. He's got no, he's almost like Batman in a way that he has no superpower other than his brain. Like the guy's a genius. He's a technical wizard. And he puts himself on an even playing field, especially when it comes to tackling the Justice League. Um, he knows how to defeat them back to front. He gets the appropriate people to take on the Justice League. Like, he'll get Professor Zoom, the Flash villain. He'll get Solomon Grundy, the, the Superman villain. And he'll 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 basically, instead of going one-on-one -on -one with each of these villains, he'll create an entire team <laughs> to go against these guys. Um, and he's, like, as rich as Bruce Wayne, has as much influence uh, in Metropolis as Wayne does in, in Gotham City. And uh, he's just he's the big bad of the DC universe. I mean, you've got other galactic people like Darkseid and stuff that are technically more powerful and have more of a reach and have been alive for thousands of years, that kind of thing. But when it comes to your your typical big baddie who's been played by a lot of different great actors like Michael Rosenbaum and Gene Hackman in the different mediums, man, it's just I got to go with Lex Luthor. Now, see, you went that way. I I'm struggling between basically three. OK, so, so I've already talked about, you know, the Riddler. Then there's Two-Face. Mm -hmm. I mean, how he has, you know, his whole thing going on between with him being, you know, his good side, working with, you know, everybody, and then his, you know, psycho side, you know, the other other side of the coin. Yeah. But, man, I always go, and I feel like this is a layup, because I, I, it almost be, to me, maybe too simple of an answer. We've talked about it already. The Joker. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of just that one movie where uh, Heath Ledger played him. Mm -hmm. I mean, was was fantastic. He's my favorite Joker. I didn't. I'm not a big Jared Leto Joker person. I didn't. I'm just there's a lot about that I didn't like. But yeah. I mean, if you go to I mean, even to the uh, the animated stuff, right? The Dark Knight Returns. That mm -hmm. Joker. I mean, Mark that, Hamill's Joker from the animated series. Yeah, you I mean, he's got such a deep history. Yeah. Of the Joker, and then you know all the new renditions of him. I think he's been played so many ways, and just the if you if you can nail the psychotic part of it, right? I think you'll get it. And that's why I thought he well Heath Ledger did great with him. 
Because, I mean, everything from making the pencil disappear to him <laughs> skipping away from the hospital in the you know, the, ga- or the the nurse's uniform. Yeah. It was, I mean, you've seen just the, I don't give a crap yeah. in him. And then he gets locked up and he, and he even basically tells Batman, there is no Batman without Joker. Right. Which I think there is a, hu- I mean, that I think the, the theme of Batman in reality, if there was yeah. no Joker, there would be no Batman. Well, I mean, there are entire like thesis and and reports and documentaries as to why Batman and the Joker are perfect, you know, antithesis. Basically, they're they fit each other. They have holes that they they fit. So, like, Batman is you know he's calculating. He is logical. He is basically always thinking three or four steps ahead of everybody else in the room. You know, he's he's a tactician and he's able to pr- make predictions of, of people just by their slightest move, that kind of thing. Like he's a reader of the room. Batman is almost to uh, an nth degree, almost his, his superpower is just like his super perception kind of thing. And being able to tell what's going to happen by just using his wits. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, the Joker, completely unpredictable. It's almost the scariest thing about the Joker is that if you're just shlub, some schlub that's working for him, you're, you're doing his taxes or whatever, you just happen to run into the joker the joker could as easily just like like laugh at you and make a like a funny little pun about the way you look and then go off and have you know on a crime spree and, and leave you alone or if there's something that he likes about you like make a joke or something or he could just shoot you straight in the head because of whatever he doesn't like the way your tie looks i don't like it. it's it's anything he's so scary yeah. and so unpredictable even with his crimes i mean batman can't really keep tabs on joker's whereabouts or his crimes until they've already happened like oh well this looks like the work of the joker like now i've got a chase this guy and try to bring him down yeah like he's not able to get ahead of the joker for batman that's his thing getting ahead of crimes getting ahead of people outthinking them outsmarting them how can you do that with a guy that's just there's no logic behind nuts. anything he does yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's all he's a he's a he's a you know a musician of getting out of arkham oh yeah <laughs> he gets put in there all the time he winds up getting out in some manner he runs that place he he turned a th- he turned a therapist into his girlfriend i mean yeah. he the guy knows what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know what? I think I'm going to go Joker. As much as I, I like the Riddler and everything, I think the Joker is kind of the way to go here. I I absolutely understand your Lex Luthor answer. That's yeah. why I'm going to be very interested to see where, you know, the, the poll will go with this one here. If they're going to go with recent biasy, biases yeah. with, the, you know, the, the Academy Awarding winning Joker movie. Right. Or have they seen you know, the new cut and just been reminded of who Lex Luthor is. Yeah. So, and you know, what's, you know, what's fun too, is that as, as much fun as it is to watch Batman and Superman, like, you know, kind of react to each other. It's a lot of fun in those limited stories that you get to see Joker and Lex Luthor play off each other. Because like we said, I mean, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, Lex Luger (laughs) from wrestling. Put you in the rack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Lex Luthor is one where he's, you know, he's very cerebral and Joker's not. So um, the way they play off each other is great, too. But yeah, I mean, what you primetime DC villains. I can't wait to see who uh, comes out on top. That one's that's going to be an interesting one. I, I I think it's honestly, I think it will be Joker, not just because I picked him, but I think it just more people know him. Like you were saying, he's he's all There's over the place. He's iconic. There's a lot more Joker t-shirts and, and posters and stuff out this there. This is going to be Luther. very telling of our Twitter following. Yeah. that That's what this is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how that runs down. I'm Rob. I'm Nick. And I'm Joe. I love it. I think it's kind of meh. 
and I've never seen it. We're keeping up with the Cardassians. A podcast covering seven seasons of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But that's not it. We go down the wormhole of pop culture, life, and Garrick. New episodes every Monday. On your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also interact with the show on Twitter at CardassiansPod. And just like the Ferengi, we can't wait to stroke your lobes. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach. Do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you. So we would we just got into DC. I'm a lot less knowledgeable about DC. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into the Marvel world. <laughs> right. So, I mean, this will, it was, there were so many in this list that I forgot about. It was like, okay, that is bad. I, I, I completely forgot about Killmonger. I don't know how right. I forgot about him, but he was one I forgot. Or um, or Helena. Yeah. That's another one I forgot about. But I was like, once I seen her, I was like, oh, that's right. She's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not one to mess with. But I mean, there there's quite a bit. I mean, Mysterio was, he wasn't big and bad, but he was terrifying in his own way. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, there's, there's a lot of Ultron. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm kind of just cherry picking here. So you want to dive into it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Marvel's a bit different. I mean, I think as far as rogues galleries go, I'm, I I like Spider-Man's group of villains. They're almost as iconic as Batman's. You've got the Sinister Six. There's even a name for them. I mean, there's Doc Ock, Green Goblin, you know, Venom from time to time, Sandman. Um, Yeah, there's there's guys that we've seen in the Tobey Maguire movies and and beyond. But uh, he's got a great cast of of villains. Probably most iconic would be either Venom or Green Goblin. I think he faces off against Green Goblin a lot. But Venom was like... Venom was huge in the 90s when you and i were growing up it was like like wolverine and venom were just all over the place (laughs) talk about being on t-shirts yeah like like venom was was very very popular they even had a a a game that was just spider-man and venom uh for that was on sega genesis and super nintendo yeah so spider-man's villains right at the top for me kind of you know narrowing down on one is a little tough uh mysterio's in there i don't know with these it's kind of hard not to think about the marvel cinematic universe yeah that's kind of where i lean yeah, just because I mean, recent biases, but also like, I mean, I w- I'll be the first to admit I wasn't a big uh, just comic at all until right. they hooked me with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. When they got me with Iron Man, then they got me with uh, the Incredible Hulk, and then this decade of like pounding them in your head. Eventually, either you're gonna you're gonna love it, or you're gonna go insane. One right. or the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I chose the latter. <laughs> Um, I mean, of course, Thanos, like the guy, the big bad of pretty much the last decade of movies where he's been behind the scenes. My biggest issue with Thanos is basically the same thing they did with, uh, I feel like they did him wrong. Kind of like Steppenwolf in the first one. And 
the reason I say that is that there was so much building. They were building and building and building. Okay, yeah, he got the gauntlet. He snapped. Everyone was gone. Yeah. But when it came down to the fight and you know, the end game, I feel like he didn't put up the fight that I was anticipating. Now, he got pure crazy mad freaking <laughs> Wanda, and he didn't know what was coming. Yeah. But, it, I mean, I, maybe I'll give him a little bit of leash because he wasn't expecting to hear, you know, on your right. You want know, right. to standing there, and all of a sudden you have everyone come back at he once. Was, I was kind of fighting every single Marvel hero that we've been introduced to over the last 10 years, so like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he just got cocky. Yeah, and when all it really thin- came down is sleight of hand. I mean, he had that one, and he clicked, and he snapped his finger, but it just so happens that Tony was smart enough to use his little nanotechnology to sneak those those yeah. stones out of the gauntlet before, before he could. Um, that was really, I mean, literally, like, a, uh, just a second away of being a, a double blip and him winning again. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, um, but... I don't know if there's any, is there any villain that even comes close to the level of Thanos here? Can, if you're only considering the MCU? I mean, if you're looking at it as in like, I mean, there's Loki. Yeah. It's kind of the guy with the trickster type setup. I mean, yeah. he, not on the same level of like strength or anything. Right. But I mean, you have, I mean, there's Loki. I, I always lean back to Helena. Yeah. She's a good one. Yeah. I mean, Thor. I mean, he was getting his butt kicked by her until he Dude, got Helena the won. In that movie, like they had to unleash the destroyer and Thor had to sacrifice Asgard and a lot of its people and they tried to save as many as they could. But Helena pretty much won the day. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing they could do to defeat her was just to like sacrifice their entire planet, which is like insane. I mean, that's that's pretty harsh. Yeah, dude. When he, when Thor was standing on the balcony and a lightning bolt comes down here. Da, 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 yes, <laughs> that, that got it. One thing that Marvel has done to me that DC has not done to me has given me the ability to either cry because dude they got tears out of me at endgame between i love you 3000 yeah tony's death when everyone came back when the portals opened or give an audible like huh yeah give you chills yeah or just when they get something out of you like you you make an audible noise that was un you wouldn't you didn't volunteer it it just happened yes i mean the closest they got with me was with superman with you know the axe on the shoulder right but even that moment doesn't come close to thor coming down with uh you know led zeppelin and lightning going off and him just like <laughs> smashing fools <laughs> yeah because he just all of a sudden you see him just he's just lightning you see the god of thought we finally yeah. see really the god of thunder yeah heard Helena, about it? she's yeah. got him in her crosshair she's like i am the goddess of death and what are you and he and he has a flashback in the moment where he talks to his father odin and he's reminded of exactly who he is and uh, he answers her by shooting her with a bolt of lightning <laughs> and then jumping down. He's like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, that moment in Ragnarok is fantastic. One of my favorites in the entire decade yeah. of Marvel movies. I really got to go back and watch some movies. I really do. <laughs> like me and Zach recorded a clip of another show. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I want to watch that again. <laughs> All right, so, um, I mean, there's also the Winter Soldier. We're so lucky that we get to see the extended story of Bucky Barnes. Uh, but he was a fierce, fierce villain in that Winter Soldier movie. He was real scary, and as far as a tactician goes, and kind of the ground-level superheroes, like your Black Widow, your um, your Cap, you know, the guys that stay on the ground. Yeah. Uh, he was formidable. 
And then uh, Ultron, I loved James Spader's portrayal as Ultron in the Avengers sequel, Age of Ultron. And he was the guy that pretty much without Ultron, there would be no vision. So he yeah. gave us that gift. I, I'll never forget the uh, when he walks out, I have no strings to hold me down. Yeah. He's walking out. Just, it's just so creepy. He was super creepy. Yeah. He really relished it. I, I liked it. Man, we've got a little bit of Dormammu from... Uh, from Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I feel like we didn't get much uh, enough of him for people to really understand really him. Like I Ooh, honestly, yeah. honestly, I I really I was late to the party with Doctor Strange. Right. So when when I'm watching, I'm kind of like I honestly didn't 100 percent grasp who Dormammu was. Yeah, and that's fair because I didn't either. Uh, he was almost like a force of nature, like a like some sort of eternal. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but he, I I get it. <laughs> yeah, he put him in like an internal loop or something like that, so he won't be mm-hmm. able to leave or something like that at the end of the movie. Right. But uh, I mean that by itself, you got to kind of if you have to explain who he is or you're not quite sure who he is. Yeah. I don't. I. I he doesn't belong on the list. <laughs> I've got so I know who my pick is. Okay, go for it. And it's and it's not on this list of Marvel villains here. Oh, okay. It's someone we have yet to see in the MCU, and I think we will see it. I think eventually it's going to be Thanos level big bad guy. Uh, but my choice is Galactus, Eater of Worlds. Um, traditionally, the Fantastic Four villain, but he is a, a Marvel villain through and through. He is first of all, he's enormous. I mean, the guy is the, like the size of. Oh, I mean, he eats planets, so <laughs> the guy's huge. Um, he's so important in the Marvel Universe that before he enters the solar system of a planet, the Silver Surfer comes down and is like the Herald of Galactus, and he's like the warning, like, you know, get your planet ready because Galactus is coming to destroy you, basically. Like, you know, have your last meals and your last moments because Galactus, the Eater of Worlds, is coming and there's nothing you can do about it. And he literally, he, he will come down and eat a planet like Earth for breakfast. Um, yeah. And that's... That's just like, I mean, is there anything scarier than this huge purple figure like coming out of the sky and just like almost like a god himself? Like, how do you defeat that? How do you counter that? Um, So anytime that any heroes, Fantastic Four included or any of the heroes go against Galactus, it's a big deal in the comics. I don't know. This just it's I've always liked it. That'd be interesting to see how they actually portray on the screen. Yeah. I mean, that that (laughs) and, and that may be the exact reason why they don't do it, too. It may right. not be. It may be too difficult to portray and actually give him the justice. Yeah. So far in a Fantastic Four movie, he's been this like big dark cloud that comes and destroys, and essentially the same thing. It destroys it um, planets. Um, but yeah, if there's, I know I have faith in the MCU and to be able to portray that kind of thing. Well, it's going to be very um, similar to like Dormammu. It sounds yeah. like so if they can pull him off in you know in a sense of the white word. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they could pull you know pull him off for you. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be my pick. It's more comic book related and, and comic MCU related, but uh, my pick is he's just a favorite of mine, man. That's just the big old you devour of worlds with his big purple helmet and <laughs> just uh, just a nut. I think I'm rolling with Helena. Okay, I really think I am because well, for one, the look is is iconic now. Yeah. For one, I mean, you see her, you know, cosplayed everywhere. Or all well, yeah. when you can have, you know, <laughs> comic cons. Right. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to push Thor, and like you said, essentially won. Yeah. Everyone ran. Everyone got away, and Thor unleashed that uh, that big uh, that big demon guy. I can't remember his name. I can't to, either. But yeah, to beat it, basically, you know, it, he fulfilled his prophecy. Yeah. 
basically he brought the the guy that would cause Ragnarok, the end of their world. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, this is this is my one play. This is the only thing I can do." And Helena put him in that situation, <laughs> which yeah. is just uh, he. She got the better of him. I mean, at the end of the day, he survived and he was able to save some Asgardians, but she she kind of won. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of how I was, you know, judging past you know decisions. Like, okay, did they ever win? Did uh did they accomplish what they were looking to accomplish? I mean, yeah. Thor lost an eye. Right. I mean, the the eye patch look on him with the light, dude. I I I'm probably gonna go back and watch it. <laughs> I, I'm actually oh. I'm starting to accumulate a list of movies I'm gonna go back and watch. Yeah, Ragnarok's a ton of fun and worth a second watch for sure. So we have Helena, and yours was Galactus. Galactus. Okay. I, dude, once again, this is gonna be it's gonna be very telling for our audience. Yeah, like we didn't even mention like all the X Men villains. There are like Magneto and um, you know the Sentinels and stuff like that. But there's um, so many, so many, dude. Like I said, I mean, seventy plus years of of history. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're gonna get yelled out on Twitter. You guys missed this part. We're, we're, I don't even know if I want to put another option and write in. Right. We're gonna get so many writings that no one's gonna vote on the ones that we picked. Yeah, it's funny. I think we went with the biggest two of the DC universe with uh, Lex Luthor and Joker, uh, but these are a little more obscure here. You pretty much picked someone that you liked in the MCU, and I picked an overall villain um, who I, I thought was you know pretty hard to beat in in the overall Marvel Comics universe. Well, I think that's a uh, a, a good four. I think it's, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see where the Twitter polls go here. Uh, this week, as long as I put them up for you know, the proper amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got that. And uh, you know what, man? I, I think after talking about all that, we are primed for some cheesy. So what do we say? We go ahead and ride that lightning bolt right into the cheesy. <laughs> Let's do it. So you want to go first today? Uh, I will. I will go first. Why did dad quit his job at the shoe recycling shop? Because it was soul destroying. I had a feeling something like that. I'm glad you jumped in because I was going to guess something. I felt it coming. Like, okay, please go. I, I was going to really say it's something. It. It's something about souls. <laughs> okay, why was the Greek man not a morning person? Uh, why? Because dawn is tough on Greece. Whoa! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I told Look, you. I kind of like that one. Yeah, so if I don't get crickets on this one here, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, laughing too I, much. It's, crickets. Okay, it's cricket worthy, but I actually kind of it grew on me as I was letting it simmer there and soak in the dawn. <laughs> in, <laughs> I in liked the it. dawn. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, what do we got going on? Do we have anything special happening on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any of those other you know social thingies? Of course, more Marvel goodness. I mean, if you guys are watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, how could you not? I mean, we had such fun with WandaVision, and we're already one episode into Falcon Winter Soldier. Tomorrow, episode two premieres, and uh, we've got our Falcon and Winter Soldier after show. We broadcast every Friday at 10 p.m., on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, if you don't catch us live, be sure to go catch the video on YouTube and like and subscribe to us while you're there if you haven't already. Yeah, all that does uh, wonders for us. You know, between yeah. you like and subscribing and commenting, uh, all that it shows YouTube that people are interested in what we're doing. So uh, thank you in advance. Yeah, join us there on YouTube. Go ahead and join us as well on dadandrock.com. You'll find past episodes of the podcast. 
You'll find links to all of our social media pages on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and the like. You can also find a link to our shop on TeePublic. Okay, guys, until we see you over on YouTube, I say keep it cheesy. Where did they get a load of me? Yeah.